welcome to Black Bee Podcast, where we take an unapologetically Black approach to profiling the people and stories that are significant to our connectivity and advancement of our community. I'm John Washington. I'm the CEO and Editor-in-Chief of Flossom Media and your host for each Black Bee episode. Today, we welcome Aku Hackman to Black Bee. Ms. Hackman is an attorney with a passion for elderly elder law and serving as an advocate for an ever-growing elderly population. She currently works providing unbundled, unbridled, and full-service estate planning and uh, probate services to residents of historic Northeast and North Northeast Portland in order to help them retain assets and property via the Home Ownership Asset Prevention Program, the African American Alliance for Home Ownership, and the City of Portland Housing Bureau. Welcome, Aku. How are you today? Hi, John. How, how are you doing? Um, girlfriend, I'm fantastic. You know, I, you know, but talk, talk to us a little bit about how you become how did you become a lawyer? Aku, what, what tell me a little bit about your background. How'd you get here? Well, I knew from a young age I wanted to do something with my life that would ultimately help people. And when I went to law school, I got really interested in estate planning. And then I learned about this program that especially helps Black folks combine services that have estate planning specifically for Black people. And it was kind of a miracle that this popped up. So I knew I had to apply. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Especially after hearing about the, the, the and seeing the level of gentrification North the Northeast has gone through since I've been here. It's been about, what, nine years since I first popped up. And it's changed so much in that time. I'm here to tell you. I'm with you. I keep watching it. Well, I ain't watching it. I'm in the middle of it on front line on the battle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hopefully that transformation won't run us over. We right. can at least be a part of it. Uh, so tell me, what type of clients and cases do you represent? Talk to us a little bit about that. Sure. The The, the vast majority of the clients that I help are Black people. Uh, I'd say ages range actually from in their 30s to 80s right now. And uh it's usually estate planning and a little bit of probate so far. And sometimes there are help, people need help with issues involving making sure the title is correct, that they actually own their house and nobody else is gonna come for it. And that's a big deal, as you know, especially in this area. Yeah. But that's the vast majority of the types of cases I handle. And it's been really fun actually, because I feel like I'm doing something worthwhile with my degree. I don't have to regret helping people that I, don't, I think are not doing right. Uh. <laughs> It's been a really rewarding experience. And I think the hardest part is getting people to understand that the program is for them and that there's no, there's no hidden agenda. There's no uh, trick happening with, for them. There's, we're, not gonna, we're not here to take away your, your property from you. We're here to make sure you keep it. Right. Mm-hmm. Wow, wow. So tell us more about the Home Ownership Asset Prevention Program. What, what's that all about? Talk to, talk to us a little about, the, about that program. So the Home Ownership Asset Preservation Program This program provides free estate plans for residents who qualify and the participants qualify if they are longtime homeowners who live in North and Northeast and meet the income requirements set by the City of Portland Housing Bureau and the African American Alliance for Homeownership. Hmm. Now, the purpose of the program, as I said, was to combat gentrification, even though it's pretty, it's pretty far, it's pretty deep in, but we're trying to preserve the residents that we do have now and build intergenerational wealth, make sure that the transfer of the house and the money, whatever else, whatever assets that people have 
go on to the next generation and aren't lost in courts. Wow. Uh, and to qualify, usually you, you'll hit up uh, the African-American Alliance for Homeownership, and then they take you through the income requirements and the application process. And then uh, once you've qualified, they send you to me and we do our consultation. And I wanna make sure you're comfortable with me and that you understand how estate planning works and how it benefits you. And then uh, basically I have the client collect all the information they need to make sure their, their plan is as thorough and will serve them in the end, or if they're ever becoming uh, incapacitated or disabled because that we're living longer than ever and you're more likely to become incapacitated at a certain age we want to make sure we plan for that so tell me what what kind of response do you what's the typical response from a black client that when you sit down and you start talking about something like this to them i mean because i know my mom and then would never understood <laughs> what this was all about yes. well tell me a little bit about it what's the yeah come on talk about that communication sure. So uh, I'll say a little more than half are enthusiastic about and excited about getting the process just done and they just want to make, they want to feel secure and they understand how it will benefit them. I'd say about 40% of them are uncomfortable with it, but know it needs to be done. And I, find I, I kind of have to push and prod for them to answer certain questions about what they want to happen after they pass away because they don't want to imagine it, which is, I understand very hard, but I think uh, because I've been in this, business for a few years now, I, it doesn't really phase me to talk about this process anymore and, and talk about death basically. But uh, uh, some of the clients are like, why do you need this information? <laughs> why, do you, why do you need that address? Why do you need my daughter's middle name? Why, why, why do you need that? That's too much information. <laughs> yeah, I know. They always just say, well, we grew up in the project. Anybody that white came into the project, boy, they'd be beating on the pipe, letting you know. And most right. of the time, it's somebody bringing a gift. but. But, you know, they keep at the dough, you know, so, but yeah, I get it. You know, we're a little bit suspect about some of these things, but a necessary, necessary reality though, isn't it today? I, you would think, I, talk, talk to us a little bit more about, you know, when, when people start talking to you a little bit about their, their, their assets and their value, do they try to keep it closer to them? Or are they aware of what you're trying to accomplish for them? Okay, so. For the most part, they, they understand that the reason I ask about their assets is to make sure that I know how it's going to pass on after they pass away so that there's nothing left to chance. Yeah. I think they mostly get that. A few of the people who are a little more old school and have a lot of experience dealing with government or dealing with uh, de developers and underhanded folks sometimes, yeah. uh, they're uncomfortable relaying that information because they don't know what's going to happen if they say something about it. It's, just, it's been a minority of folks and I've been trying to try my best to explain. I promise you, uh, my duty as an attorney is to protect you and your assets. If I go out of my way to somehow harm you, I'm gonna be in trouble. I will lose my license. Right. Uh, I, I don't wanna do that and I don't wanna harm you either. So I joined this program exclusively so I could help black people. So right. uh, trying to convince them of that can, can take some, some more conversation and, and that's okay because that's, that's what I'm here for. Right on, right on, Seth. You know, we've, so tell me, what, what have you noticed? I mean, have you ever been in a situation where you run into some people who've had some some negative experiences in some situation related to this this particular topic? Yes, there's been a few stories about probates that went very horribly because either Mama created a will, but it wasn't as effective as it should have been in making sure everything was easy after they passed away, or a title was not passed on correctly, or 
We have people whose relatives are staying in the house, even though they shouldn't be in the house, like estranged relatives in the house that shouldn't be there and they were trying to get them out. There's lots of side issues that pop up with a lot of these clients. And we do our best to make sure that once we are done working with them, that they are satisfied with the services we have right. above all and that they have what they need. But uh, some of the issues are like uh, Medicaid planning, for instance, making sure that they have government benefits to take care of them in the, in the future. That's a little, a little beyond me, but I can cons always consult. Part of my job is also to consult with attorneys who know more than me, who've had 30 years of experience making sure elderly clients have benefits to help them age with grace. And that's something we can do as well. It just might be take, take a little longer. Yeah, you know, it's kind of funny because, you know, we, uh, uh, you know, I come from a large family in the back from the South and, mm -hmm. you know, and they, as my grandfather died, my mom, they all, you know, stormed at the assets and started, started taking money out of the bank. But they left my mom a piece of property that was income that seems would but it still had the name of my great grandfather mm -hmm. on the property right and so they left us that property and we have we still have to figure out a way to unpack it we still have it we keep paying the taxes on it but it keeps coming with my grandfather's name on it and i got seven sisters and brothers right so right. we still haven't figured out how to we keep paying the taxes but we still haven't figured out how to get the property in a, in a name of, of the family so it's just been, boy, for years, we just keep paying taxes, but we, we, we ain't unpacked the property yet. Ain't nobody's name but my great-grandfather's name is on the property still. That's so common. That's so incredibly common. <laughs> wow. Wow. So what, what have been some of your, your notable successes since you've chosen your career path? I mean, in terms of this kind of stuff, have you, have you arrived at any kinds of things that you experienced have been a real positive outcome, positive experience for you? Yes, definitely. There's a couple clients that have been... I mean, and part, everyone's pretty much a joy to work with, but there's a couple of clients that stand out because one, they're so enthusiastic, they're willing to do what needs to be done to make sure that they're protected. And they're so grateful and they're so excited to talk with you about this. And they've even given a few testimonies at a couple of the webinars that I've hosted. It's been very, very, very rewarding to see that they're relieved, they're happy with the services they've gotten and that everything's in place to make sure that if for some reason they became disabled or um, if they passed away, that everything's in place to make sure that there's as little hassle as possible for their kids. Mm. That's really the biggest relief for them is that they don't have to worry about some long drawn out probate process or family conflicts, which as a person with uh, about 12 cousins on each side, I fully understand the large family <laughs> aspect. Uh, so that's part of the, the personal motivation for me in getting this right for people is I know my family, we, we all have strong personalities Mm -hmm. point of estate planning is to prevent or at least minimize the risk of conflict as much as possible yeah, yeah. that's my huge motivation for helping folks get through. <laughs> so I appreciate the feedback you. when i get it <laughs> how would you so so what are you seeing as some of the greatest the greatest hurdles facing aging black people today in our community in portland on the national oh yeah so part of creating a webinar on estate planning 101 was figuring out how to explain to folks why they need an advanced directive or a power of attorney. Say you get into a car accident and you're out of commission for a couple weeks or a couple months to recover. You're still alive, but you're, you're injured, but you need someone to take care of your person and your finances. So you appoint one of your kids, your nephews, whoever you trust most to take care of your health and your money for you. 
I think drawing back to your question, one of the biggest hurdles I say is planning for health issues, planning for any money issues that might come up and making sure that they're, you're protected in that way. You wanna appoint somebody to advocate for you and make decisions on your behalf if you become incapacitated or if you have health issues because black elderly folks have the lowest rates of advanced care planning in the nation. Wow. In wow. the nation. That bothers me so much as, as a person who is close with her family and who we, we deeply respect our matriarchs, may they rest in peace. Yeah. Uh, that's something we shouldn't, be we shouldn't have happening. We, we already have trouble trusting the medical profession. And I'd say the biggest, that makes it even more important that we plan for any emergencies if we don't trust them, we should have a plan in place so that we have instructions to give them. No, no, no. I don't want you to make this decision for me. I want my eldest daughter making that decision. Yeah, yeah. Old Baptist uh, preacher T.D. Jakes, he mm -hmm. advocates the fact that he says, young people don't prepare to get old. Old people don't prepare to die, mm -hmm. you know? And so we don't have these conversations in our families as much as we should, you know, in preparing ourselves for this next iterations of our lives. And and so I hear you, I feel you on that one. And that's a, that's a big one. And so, so what are some of your perspectives? Tell me a little bit since we're on this topic, mm -hmm. what are your perspectives on black versus white wealth gaps in America, especially in the housing and the home ownership opportunity? Oh, so much. <laughs> Where do mm -hmm. I begin? Uh, this is also part of my presentation. Um, with a number of research pages and websites I've checked out on seeing kind of the numbers and averaging them out. It looks like we've lost about three, is it three million acres of land valued at about $6 billion Ooh. in the past hundred years or so. Ooh. We've lost so much. So my first impression of wealth gap is I resent it. I deeply resent it. And uh, there's a long history behind that being denied access to business opportunities, being denied access to bank loans, being denied access to living in certain areas of neighborhoods and cities all across the nation. It's a thing. Uh, even if we do try to gather together as, as a community and do what we need to do to make sure black wealth stays in the community, there's, there's always some sort of hurdle. And that's not to say that we are trying our very best at all times and pushing past them, but not everyone can and does. But uh, hmm. one of the best ways, one of the most accessible ways to make sure the wealth gap does decrease is, if at all possible, to get an estate plan. Mm. If you have the funds or the access, like with this program, where they, the city is offering to pay for it if you qualify, then that's one of the more accessible ways to decrease the wealth gap, at least little by little, is to make sure you have your paperwork in place that that money goes directly to your kids or your next of kin versus being glossed up and spent up in the courts to make sure that it gets transferred somewhere. Yeah, and do you find that a lot of that, that asset gets caught up in the court system or gets caught up in the state holding it and having it? Do we lose a lot of asset to the state? Uh, either, yes, well, to, either to the state or to attorneys running your probate case. So a probate case can take anywhere from eight months to a couple years. It can be long and drawn out. It can be expensive. It can be very uncomfortable. And just, just because it takes so long, 
attorneys tend to bill hourly. Think about that over the course of eight months, trying to figure out where all your property is going and figure out what, what creditors are owed. It takes a long time and it mm. takes away from the estate what could have been the estate that you passed on to your kids. So it's kind of worthwhile to put up, we'll, we'll throw out a number out there. It's worth it to throw out 500 to $1,000 out there just to make sure you have a plan. And so that you have to deal with the courts as little as possible. Hmm. So as, uh, what I've recognized, in, especially in a lot of the different fields around business and, and investment and those things, that during the pandemic, it just seems like that a lot of the uh, stop checks and things like that, somehow uh, because of low staff, that, they, that a lot of things were going underneath, the, you know, going through the process and not being checked or anything. So did, has the field of elderly law changed post-pandemic or have there been any adjustments you've had to make during that time in relationship to this specific topic? Well, I do mostly estate planning. I've only had to deal with maybe one or two elder law, elder law cases this entire past year. Um, but from what I understand, I'm seeing folks uh, have issues with memory or taking care of themselves and children are trying really hard to make sure that their, their parents are taken care of a lot of times because they don't have a power of attorney in place they have to call the courts to get the help that they need to make sure mom or dad is taken care of financially and physically um, also you'll see cases where mom uh, not mom daughter or son decides oh during this pandemic i don't want my mom in that nursing home i don't want them risking catching covid but I also have to work and can't take care of mom or dad all day. It's a weird, very awful mixed place to be in, especially if you don't have a big family support system to help take care of mom or dad while you are at work. Hmm. So I'd say elder law is in a very strange place probably right now, a very strained place where elderly folks are trying to age with dignity and they're not getting the help they need, which I find to be very distressing. Uh, it's just a bad place to be in right now. Yeah. You know, every once in a while, I, I watch you check an emotion uh, when you talk about this. What are you feeling when you when you talk about some of these things? And I see you looking at this from the larger scale. What's the emotional impact, and where's that coming from for you? What what is that sense of of feeling passionate about something? What where is that coming from? It's coming from personal experience with a very beloved uncle who passed away about ten years ago. Uh, so my mom has had about six siblings while I was growing up. One of them passed away pretty young from cancer. And this was while grandma was still alive. So she had lost that. That was the second child that she lost in her lifetime. So when uncle died, everything went loose. Just he almost completed his will, but he didn't. Oh, God. Right. The worst. And he was pretty well off. He was a, a Mason and he was pr doing pretty well for mm. himself. And uh, basically current wife and him were estranged. And so when he passed away, she came back from out of nowhere and threw the, the family living in the house, his, his kids and the woman who took care of him until he passed away, his ex-wife, his ex-wife swooped in to take care of him until, his, until he passed away, <clears throat> right? I feel like I'm telling you too much, but I feel like it's an important story. Right, please, so, you know, there's no restraints here, you know, especially right, when it comes to sharing the truth uh, with the people who need to be affected by these stories. You know? So yes, so he passed away. Grandma and his kids were just 
kind of freaking out. Who is this woman? Why is she here now? Why did she wait till he passed away to come back and take care of things? And grandma called me nearly in tears. Can that woman take my son's things? What is she doing here? It just it just so happened I had an elder law book sitting on my counter or in my bookshelf <laughs> from college. Right. What did I do? I opened that elder law book and opened up the probate section. Go, girl. And I looked up what I, I wasn't sure if I knew the answers right then, but I knew I had to tell grandma something. And I said, according to this book, she can't touch nothing until the probate process is complete. Wow. And grandma took a deep breath and said, oh, thank you, Kua. <laughs> I, I guess that sealed your fate, right? <laughs> it kind of did. It did. I knew I did not want families going through that ever again because I know there are uglier situations out there all across the nation. <laughs> I'm telling you. Where your affairs are not wrapped up, but something crazy happens when the person dies, right? So I can I cannot stress enough putting your affairs in order and having to avoid ugly family situations pop up when the person dies. Usually that person I feel like this always happens. This person that passed away is usually a beloved person that was holding the family together, keeping the family to get coming together for family reunions or game nights. And when they're gone, suddenly nobody has a reason to talk to one another. All they want to do is fight. Oh, girl, you just hit the head on the neck. <laughs> My family, exactly. You know, it is, it is, it is sad that sometimes these things, and, and you sometimes you think it's, it's, it's a shame that it has to boil down the money. And somehow or another, or some kind of physical, um, physical thing, and, and you were you're hoping that it's just not that one person. I and mean, as I was listening to you talk about your uncle, I just recently, a month and a half ago, lost my beloved uncle, who was the the patriarch of our uh, of our, our our deal of our family, and and that rose me up to the next to the highest one. So that is like, mm. like I'm the oldest male now. Now that in the family, so I go, whoa, wait a minute. Right. Let's, let's I want that role <laughs> right yeah, now. Then, you know, yeah. oh, could you hang out for a little while longer? But it was just unfortunate that, you know, the Lord called him home. But it definitely did fragment and, and uh, you know, through the family, definitely off of a sense of purpose. So, but I guess that means that, you know, we have to assume a position, you know, and step into the shoes of those things. That are important to us. So, so tell me, what advice would you give people seeking affordable legal support right about now? Uh, if you had to say something to people out in our audience, uh, to Black people, what would what would you say to them? Is is a real important advice you would be giving them today? They have a couple of courses of action. I'd say if you live in North and Northeast, even if you don't, express your interest in getting your your affairs together by calling. Anita Stevens at the Commons, not the Commons, I'm sorry, the African-American Alliance for Homeownership. I'd say the more interest that we garner up in this program, the more likely we are to keep this program going. If the city thinks that we don't have enough interest, they're not gonna continue funding it. Wow. So I'd say definitely please, if you are interested in getting an estate plan, getting some help with that, please give us a call at the African-American Alliance for Homeownership. If for some reason you don't qualify for services, give us a call at the Commons Law Center where we do sliding scale fees based on income. And then uh, if for some reason, none of those options work for you, I'd say make sure every asset you have is going somewhere. You have a beneficiary designation under a life insurance policy, make sure you need to name a couple of backups, name somebody to receive that asset when you pass away. You have a bank account, most people have a bank account. Mm -hmm. Name a payable on death designation, 
name a, a, a daughter, a daughter, a son, a nephew, however you want to do it. Name somebody to receive that asset. Wow. You want to make sure that everything is going somewhere when you pass away. That can save a lot of trouble for you in the end. You know, sister, this has been a real eye-opening opportunity to talk with you. And definitely not only did you recognize some emotions that came up, but boy, you tapped into a few of mine on the, on the way home here. You know, So I want to thank you for that. Um, the other thing is, did you provide all the contact information to our listeners as to how to effectively make sure that we contact you? Could you reiterate that again so that they could make sure that they have the appropriate contacts for you? Absolutely. So if they're interested in getting their estate plan done, they're going to hit up Miss Anita Stevens, Stevenson, I'm sorry, Anita Stevenson at the African American Alliance for Homeownership. And the number to reach her is 503-595-3517. And that's how you reach out and make sure you get your, your, your affairs wrapped up for you. Sister, I thank you so much. Thank you for being part of our show where we take pride in improving people's perceptions, and capability and significance of their life in their lives and in their communities. You know, it's important for us to be able to share information with one another and that we are, especially toward the idea of advancing generational wealth for ourselves. Um, this has been a real strong topic for us over the years, but it's a good conversation seems like, but it doesn't seem like it's all lining up in a, in a rapid enough pace to be able to hold on to a lot of the asset that we have because it's being encroached on in a rapid and i don't know what it is i don't know if somebody just opened up the floodgate and said well go out there and get everything you can because uh, you know them people are coming or whatever but or take whatever they don't have glued down but it just seems like there is um there's just a a, a, a fleeing of wealth but through loopholes and and breakdowns and misreads and all those types of things that you know people are just losing their assets because they just don't have the educational understanding and i convey the message to them constantly is that it is not a bad thing to seek advice from an attorney mm -hmm. and uh, or to go to a counselor or to seek help you know it's not that we don't live in silos um and the world is a big place out there and sometimes the laws and things change pretty rapidly and make you vulnerable and so in, in, if you got anything you want to hold on to, seek some type of legal consultation about the asset and holding on to. So sister, I really do appreciate you coming on to the show today and sharing a little bit of your story and about the organizations that you represent. And uh, I hope you guys much success. I will be giving you guys a call myself. Trust me on that now that I know that you exist. You know, yeah. And uh, we want to keep you around. So. And we'll put it, put out as much information as we can to our constituent also. And um, and again, all I can do is, and Amanda, I do appreciate you being here on the show. It just it wasn't that we didn't exactly acknowledge you in the show here, but I just wanted you to know this is that she was handling it just fine. So, 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 and we appreciate you both again to come on the show. And anytime we can be of any support to you guys, let us know, okay? Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. All respect, sister. It's my, been my pleasure. You know, it's been, it, was, it was a heartfelt reality, and I'll be talking to you here real soon. Yeah. I look forward to it. Yes. Thank you. Have a good, good afternoon, guys. Yeah. Take it away, take it away. Feeling too good to me.
all day, all in your space is where I wanna be Here in this room, what did you do? I just can't get enough Too caught up in your love 